0: Welcome back to another episode of the Battle Buddy Podcast. Today, got an amazing conversation uh, with with a veteran who, just like a lot of us, has gone through a lot of different things. But he has found some very, very interesting ways to kind of deal with some things. Um, Some of it's travel. Some of it's smiling. uh, But I don't want to give away too much. So, without further ado, we'll just get right into the conversation.
1: Welcome to the Battle Buddy Podcast with Keith McKeever.
0: So welcome to the Battle Buddy Podcast, Stalin.
1: Glad hey, to have you here. I, what's Clyde? I'm yeah. good. Great to be here. Great to be here. How are you?
0: I, I am great, man. You know, every day that you get up and uh and you can look and see the sky, you know, how can you not be grateful, right?
1: And that's what I'm talking about. It's yep. all about being grateful.
0: Absolutely. So share with us a little bit about your your military background. What you know,
1: what <clears> brought you into the
0: military? What'd you do? Those kind of things.
1: Um, yeah, what what brought me into the military was definitely uh, I was I felt like I was born to do this, you know. For ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to do something like warrior, something um, that was like leading people into the battles. I don't know why. Ever since I was a kid, you know, I played with the toy soldiers, the parachute soldiers, um, and this was in the Caribbean, in Saint Vincent and the Grenadines, where I was. Was great. that the little
0: plastic ones with Yeah, pla- okay, got gotcha. with the plastic
1: <laughs> parachutes on <laughs> top. Yep, I would go and I would throw them off, and um, you know off high buildings and just watching them go down. Sometimes I'll jump off the high buildings too, so learning how to land and things like that. So it was it was pretty. Um, I would say it was written in the stones <laughs> that I was going to be in the military. Like my family, my mom, they all knew it. You know, I was in the Cub Scouts um, in in our island in Saint Vincent and the Grenadines. They have Cub Scouts, and then I was also leading the platoon there. And then um, I was in the cadets, which is like our military for our island. But it's a step up from the Cub Scouts. And then when I came to the States, I joined. I finally joined the, the Army. <clears throat> okay. So in the Army, I was uh, 19 Delta, Cav Scout. If you ain't Cav, they, they know what that means. <laughs> I know you were, you were Air Force, right? I was Air Force, yep right so i'll tell you so. what
0: i don't know what the rest of it means but i have heard that before so
1: <laughs> you heard it before
0: I, I i have heard that before i don't know what the rest of it means but i i know it's an inside inside thing
1: yeah so the rest of it is if you ain't cav you ain't shit
0: okay all right right <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: well you know everybody's got to talk a little shit every now and then everybody you know everybody's career field is you know means a little something special to them so
1: yeah definitely Yep. so th- so i definitely loved um you know being being part of the scouts and um it, it's, it's a big pride to me for me uh 19 delta cav scout uh did two deployments to afghan and one to nigeria um it was it was great times i loved i loved the combat aspect because you finally feel like you got to do your job especially as a scout um uh ended my career as an E e5 um got out and that's basically where, where I am now. But I love the military, loved everything about it. Um, it. Didn't end how, on a good note, the way I wanted it to end, I expected to be in for a, a very long time and possibly be a sergeant major to Army and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, here we are.
0: Well, you know, there's, there's one thing about life. It's going to throw you some curveballs, right? <laughs> there's going to be some things come at you that you didn't see. Um, you know, but, but everybody's got goals and that, that was, that's definitely a lofty goal, right? Sergeant major of the army. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. <laughs>
0: not, not everybody, you know, says that's a goal of mine. Um, I mean, I, I even know, you know, when I was in the air force, you know, that conversation always comes up like, Oh, would you stay in for 20, 25, 30? Would you ever want to be chief master sergeant of the air force? Would you ever want to be, you know, Comanche, for or you know have you know anywhere near those top five percent ten percent of leadership positions you know enlisted and most people are like uh no
1: hey
0: <laughs> 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 maybe they're ranking to pay but not those top positions yeah but you know um well, hey only one person gets it at a time right
1: yeah so and, and it's, it's interesting Michigan because stars. a lot of a, a lot of you know a lot of guys that i was in with they also thought the same but it's interesting that most of them are still in, you know, they're still they're still in the military, but they never wanted to, you know, advance or really cared about, you know, getting to a high, high position like that. Uh for me, my, 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 I had like a very deep um connection to why I wanted to be that rank. Like everything in life, um, I kinda add like a meaning to it. Like there's an external uh achievement of People see, oh, this is the goal, right? Of achieving that rank. But for me was to be able to live out my actual goal, which was just to be an honorable soldier and to provide leadership, outstanding leadership to um, you know, to manifest and to produce outstanding leaders under my leadership as I progress in ranks. So that was that was pretty much what I wanted to do. And the way I saw it is you have to achieve. So our major the army to really, you know, make a huge impact like that in the military.
0: Well, that is definitely most certainly a position, uh, that should be channeling that kind of message down for sure. Right. And, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, nobody wakes up every day and just says I'm going to set this goal for no particular reason. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's a lot of um, there there's a lot to it in that position where where they really need to push that down to all the troops, you know, the the right leadership. But you know, unfortunately, you know, I know you suffered some some issues with leadership. Um, Care to share what what those you know
1: issues were? Yeah, I mean, just like just like any of us, right? (laughs) I mean, just like many of of you who are also listening, you know, we, we go through that with leadership. Sometimes we have good leadership. Sometimes we have bad, right? And i have noticed that a lot. And that's kind of how I, I kind of set up my, my way of being a great leader. Um, when I was in was I looked at the guys that did good and I took things from them, I looked at the guys that did bad and I took you know, I'm like, that's not who I'm going to be. Don't follow that example. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So yeah, my my problem with um, that I had with leadership getting out was very tough, man. Because um, you know uh, I expected you know to have a lot of leadership have my back and stuff like that when I was doing great things in the military. And then when it was time for me to get out, which were some circumstances that I can control outside of my control, and I started thinking of what's best for my family. Now I'm getting out. Um, they kind of turned their back on me, man. Um, <clears throat> It's kind of tough, you know, going through um, military, doing so many great things, giving your whole life, giving your whole family, giving everything that you have towards the service of being a great soldier for not only yourself, but for your family, for your your your, um, your leadership, for your organization, right? And giving everything that you have towards them. And then they turn you, their back on you when it's time for you to leave. So that was tough for me. Um. They, I didn't even get I didn't even get a, a ETS award man you know for all the things that I did and even even I had soldiers that that weren't um they didn't do much in the army some of them even got in trouble but I always believe that because somebody volunteered and gave their their time and their life and effort to to their country they deserve something to leave with you know so it was kind of tough for me um realizing that, uh, that that kind of happened to me when, you know, I've done so much for, for the military and for, you know, my leadership at the time. So it was tough and it kind of spiraled into a lot of depression, um, even from getting out, feel like I'm losing my purpose. I lost everything, um, you know, with no longer being a so- soldier. So it was kind of scary transitioning into a civilian and dealing with that. And that led me to, you know, what I do now, um, in the same aspect, which is kind of powerful to me and I'm proud about because I didn't let what happened, how my time ended with the military to still keep me serving, still keep serving veterans, still looking for ways to help veterans, you know, be better uh, outside, you know, from being better inside. So
0: well, you know what's weird is, if you would have stayed in,, uh, how do I put this? You might have a bigger impact doing what you do now on people than if you would have stayed in and made Sergeant Major of the Army. It sounds weird to say that, because I mean you could have a, an almost immeasurable impact <laughs> in that role, but you yeah. just never know. Like you never know what the path of life is gonna take you and how many people you're gonna impact, where you're gonna impact them, to what degree you're gonna impact people, and you can't predict the future. So yeah, it's it's <clears throat> It's kind of a, uh, you know, a neat thing that you should probably sit there and just be, you know, kind of grateful. Be like, wow, you know, I, hindsight's twenty twenty, 20 right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you're yeah. getting out, like, wow, I'm lost. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what <laughs> I'm doing. But, like, you sit there now and I'll be like, oh, this is pretty cool what I do.
1: Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm yeah. in the
0: same boat with this podcast. i so like, oh, this is pretty cool. But, like, I don't know how many people I really, you know, like how deeply I touch, you know, people. I mean, I can look at the analytics and stuff. But, like, I don't know to what level you know, how many people exactly to what level I impact people's lives, but I know it does, Yeah, you know, but it's, it's, it's like, I, I wouldn't, you know, 11 years ago when I got out, like 12 years ago, I guess now, if you would have told me I started a podcast, I was talking about veterans issues. I would have been like, dude, I don't even know how to be a veteran yet. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so you just don't know <laughs> a path like you're going down.
1: So, yeah,
0: but there's definitely something to that being like lost and like not knowing
1: Yeah, like definitely what you're doing. Definitely, I I see that, and um, definitely tell to tell you. I mean, for you know, being on here, um, I knew you like I've seen the impact that that you make with your content, the things that you do, the buddy check, you know, all that is connected to to definitely, you know, just having a battle buddy podcast. You know like so, so veterans always know that they're not alone, and some and you're there for them all the time, you know, and giving them the knowledge of like other guys like that that came on to to like uh what's his name cortez you know danny um you know all these guys that have are doing successful things in their life you know it definitely like i wish i wish i had your podcast when i was in bro to be looking at it and and be getting all this knowledge and and gain all this um insights that we get from everybody on your podcast that come on that are already doing great things outside you know, so that's like an inspiration to say, Hey, you know, it's going to be fine for me mm-hmm. outside as well as I can make things great for me inside as well. You know, so knowing bulk spectrum would be fine. So definitely yeah. thank you for, yeah. for all you do on your end.
0: Well, well thank you for the kind and, of words. Yeah. And yeah, you know, for those that are getting out, the come on in, the water's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the water's great. Yeah, the water's
0: great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I joke yeah. to people all the time, like, you know, Hey, what, you know, you take that uniform off for the last time. Welcome to the cool kids club. Yeah. You know, you, you get to join the biggest fraternity, sorority, cool kids club, whatever you want to call it in the world. We're all veterans. We're all yeah. we're, we're a big, big, all happy, dysfunctional family. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, but we are, we're, we're a yep. big family. We have to take care of each other. And there are so many more resources now that, you know, like I said, I, it's been so long since I got out now, which, be careful when I say that because I mean I could have some Vietnam veterans or some Korean veterans. <laughs> it's been a really long time for those guys. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's things have changed. Mm-hmm. You know, back in 2011 when I got out, like, yeah, there was YouTube, there was Facebook. I'm sure there was a, a ton of nonprofits around the country, but there wasn't a ton of people that were doing podcasts or video, you know, vlog series on YouTube and whatnot. Yeah. So like, there was. I'm sure there was resources but not like is easy to access today. I mean we got TikTok, right? I mean like right. it's media is at our fingertips, we can't avoid it. So yeah. It's it's um
1: yeah, so you had easier. you had you had somebody um you had Natalie on on your from TikTok. She's crushing yep. it with with the mental health. And that kind of leads into like your, your statement where, you know, I would not have the amount of impact that I have now if I was stayed in as a sergeant major in the Army, right? Because when I was in, you know, I didn't have the chances to talk really about mental health. You know, it, it, there's a big stigma, you know, with it. When I was in, I don't know how things are now, um, but we all know there there's a huge stigma with it. And that's something, like, I was dealing with a lot. Um, you know, I was on, like, 17 meds when I got out, man. When I, was getting out um i was very depressed i was on the couch all the time i couldn't get off the couch you know i was just really down nobody really to help me i was still in germany um so i wasn't back in the states where i can get a lot of help and and things like that so it was definitely that's when like you said you know that situation of me getting out and not keep going up the ranks i was able to finally talk to like Therapist, that's not connected to the military, and they're like, "Yo, this is not, you know, a good way to be thinking." You know, like when I step in the room, I'm scanning the room and stuff like that. You know, I hear loud noise that, you know, I was blacking out when when I'm, I'm around fireworks and zone out, and I can be around those things. So it was getting out, and there's leaders in the military that was telling me, you know, it's fine because you know other veterans. Hey, we we hide. From it, we, we don't go out in the fireworks, we don't go to loud noises, we we stay out of crowds, things like that. Oh, it's perfectly fine to scan the room, you yeah, know, I'll do it too. You know, so it was getting out that definitely helped me to see, hey man, this is this is <laughs> this is not um normal. That's what they, they had to tell me, and I got to see that. And that's what got me to start working on myself and um, I started to look into like how can I help um with situations for myself, right? In the situation that I was at, at the lowest level, because I wasn't gonna get as much help as people in the veterans in the States who can get help from um, you know, the VA and stuff like that. So that's how I look at a, a, a lot of things, like how can I, what's the solution on the basic, the most basic level, you know? How, how yeah. are veterans that don't have the VA, don't have access to the resources we do, how are they taking care of themselves, right? How are they dealing with these things? So that was the biggest thing for me—like find the most basic solution. Um, Everyone else is worried about the complex, <laughs> you know, things. But what's what's on what's on under the surface? It, it all starts with me, you know. Um, well,
0: it goes know, back to like, What's it—the it the, the kiss principle, or whatever. The keep it keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't overcomplicate it. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different things that you can do, and I'm glad you brought up, like, you know, the VA resources and that you didn't have them. Because if you are in a VA system, you should definitely be using the VA system. But we do know that statistically, a lot of people who are unfortunately taking their own life, a mass, vast majority, I think it's like 60, uh, it's like two-thirds, I think, are outside of the VA system, mm-hmm. which that's obviously part of the problem. Yeah. Um, but you had to find creative ways yourself because you were not anywhere near a VA system. You weren't even in the country because you were <laughs> traveling around and 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 shooting, you've got a couple of YouTube channels, but you and your wife were traveling around the around the globe and visiting, I'm sure, like a million wonderful, beautiful, warm tropical uh, places <laughs> okay. that we were all would be super jealous to know that you were at. Yeah. But what kind of things did you learn doing that? or what kind of tricks did you learn to navigate that without those VA resources? Cause yeah. I know resources are kind of limited in some countries too, especially with mental health. I mean, we know there's a stigma here, but I'm sure in other countries it's just as bad or worse, you know, to get a mental health provider. So you kind of just, I'm assuming just kind of stuck with it and dive into it and figure it out yourself.
1: Yeah. So, so for me, it started, it started first at, at that, um, I was trying to think of, like, what we can help. And that's where the just smile came from, you know, for just smile over. So I can tell you right now, right, Keith, just smile. Right? Yep. And you'll see after a while, look, the the smile is still there, you know, on your face and stuff like that. But how did that feel for you? It felt good. Right? So that's... that's what I. That's why I started digging a little bit deeper into. Was, hey, is it the smile that brings the joy, or is it the joy that brings a smile? I know I asked you this, and what was your what was your response the first time?
0: If I remember right, my response was something along the lines of like, I don't know. Like I don't, I, like looking first the chicken or the egg. Like, I really don't know.
1: Yeah. And that and that's how that's how I was, too. Sometimes. So before I even thought maybe, hey, the it's the it's the joy that brings a smile. That's how we always thought. Right. But then the more I started studying into it, I I started studying like psychology and uh, um, things like that. And the more I start studying into it, I started to learn that it's actually the smile that brings the joy. Right. And if you change the state of your being, then it would help you to be more joyful. So it's how you can access more joy. Um, just by smiling, the muscles in our face and our cheeks, they activate certain um, chemicals, like dopamine, serotonin, stuff like that, um, that brings joy to you because your body is used to, and your mind is used to, whenever your face makes that movement of smiling, right? It brings joy to you. So it's how can you spread that also to to everyone else? And then I started doing that more. And cause I was a serious guy all the time, you know, you know, being in the military. So I started smiling more. I think more. that's a
0: pretty common trend with most of us. <laughs>
1: yeah. I hear that
0: from my wife all the time. She's like, will you loosen up. And it's like, um, I don't really know how to do, that. I
1: don't know how to yeah. do that. <laughs> so it's, it's just learning that, that like those little things, just simple basic thing like that can help you so much, um, getting out of, whatever you're feeling, even dealing with PTSD and stuff like that, you know, it's just studying that little thing um, of how can I change the environment? If I'm feeling frustrated hey, with a VA or something like that, I can just smile and bring some joy to my, my being right now. You know, how can I easily access that? Because like you said, you know, two thirds or 70% of the veterans that do commit suicide are not connected to the VA. So it's like they don't have access to the re- these resources. So it's like, how can you, you know, be able to help yourself in in the base, most basic form? Because if the VA is not there, okay, how can I help myself? If my leadership is not there. How can I help myself? You know, it all comes down to you and me. You know, to make sure we're we're better than ourselves. So smiling was definitely the the huge thing. It might sounds sounds so simple and stupid but it's changed my life um it's changed a lot of vets lives that you know keep hitting me up and they see how i'm my life is now compared to how it was before and there's i start seeing them a lot more happy and, and bringing a lot more happiness into their life sorry about that that's all
0: right well you know like i said a few minutes ago like the kiss method right keep it simple stupid
1: <laughs> yeah
0: not, nothing simpler than a smile yeah i, I believe it takes double the muscles to frown than does to smile something like that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i'm not not a medical guy It's something like that though pretty close to that so so technically it's far easier to smile than it is to frown right and there's added health benefits
1: yeah there's a lot of a lot of health benefits um if you're stuck just put on
0: you know South Park or something. You'll smile in a couple
1: minutes. Exactly. <laughs> and and, and that's, that's, that's the big part. Like, put on, like, look for funny videos. I know there's, uh, Vet TV is, is hilarious, you know, especially for veterans. <laughs> you know, you can connect to to a lot of their stories. They, they do that dark humor that we like. <laughs> yeah. But if your spouse is not a vet, <clears throat> I'm just, I'm just
0: <laughs> I had that TV for a while. First time my wife sat down and watched it, she's sitting there for like, maybe 5 minutes and she just she just looks over at me she's just like what? <laughs> uh, what what is go this is just what yeah and i'm like this is hilarious she's like this is just disgusting and crude and i was like this is great stuff yeah and yeah so she did totally not get it and i'm like you just gotta have a dark sense of humor really
1: dark sense of humor but it works exactly i mean if it works for you it works for you you know
0: yeah <laughs> you could always watch you know, pull up youtube you could always watch funny fail videos, cat watching videos. people hit themselves cat videos <laughs> uh goat yoga uh watching people accidentally hit themselves with the two by four whatever works for you Yeah. you know i mean there's something
1: yeah so. def- definitely definitely and, and and that was that was that led me into you know starting the 10 for 10 um just mile over which uh 10 10 meaning um in 10 years i started in 2020 so in 10 years to accomplish um getting the suicide rate down to 10 a day right i know most people they want zero a day but you know it's kind of like having a goal post to go to right so Instead of feeling like it's a huge goal of getting to zero, if we just aim for ten, okay, now we have some some good um, motivation to see that oh we can achieve ten. What else can we achieve? Let's go for seven. Let's go for five next. What about three, two, one, and then you know see if you can hit zero. So that would be that would be the huge um, that's the huge drive behind all this. And then what what you do is. Is is pretty funny. Um, if you complete ten pull ups, right, then you will give a positive story of how you overcame to share with a military, with, with a veteran, right. So share your stories to veterans, and then if you don't achieve ten, that's when the funny side come in. That you 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 give it your best military joke. Do you you, you got one for us? <laughs> your best oh, military man. joke.
0: Man, I don't know if I got one on the spot.
1: (laughs) Cool.
0: Oh, gosh. I don't know, man. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. How about, do you have one?
1: Um, Mine would be like, uh, well, it's always like joking about Marines and stuff like that you know any any joke about marines well, I mean, eating you can create easy very yeah, easy to make
0: that one um, what's the
1: most destructive thing to a lieutenant a map <laughs> there you go a map and a compass <laughs> <Okay>. yep <laughs> you know things like you know, that
0: funny thing why well, I, I did see a lieutenant once brand new lieutenant in our in a unit Walked by his office and had to dig, take a double take he was had his feet propped up on the desk and was reading a romance novel Right. Yeah, I was like, "Wow, yeah, that must be nice to be a lieutenant, I guess." Yeah. And have have no job responsibilities at all. (laughs) Pretty boldly sitting there, It's like, "Yeah, yeah, typical butter bar," but uh, man.
1: Yeah, I had had a lot of guys bring up some cool, some very funny ones. Uh, I have to check my Facebook like way long, um, like a couple months ago, but it it was it was. There's some guys that have some witty ones. That's pretty funny.
0: Yeah, well, most of the ones I usually hear is is pretty much anything directed towards the Marines. Of course, I was Air Force, so uh, there's all the chair force jokes, which, you know what, when I hear it, I guess I'll say this. I do find those absolutely hilarious because I was security forces, and the only chair I sat in was a squad car. So to me, the rest of the Air Force was like the chair force. (laughs) Uh, they, you know, they had their nice cushy offices, uh, beautiful buildings. They got their, they got their down days, uh, their R and R time or whatever. I don't know. We were always working. They got to go have their fun runs, but somebody still had to go put out the, uh, you know, along with CE had to go block the traffic and direct the traffic and stand out there rain and shine. And yeah, that, that, that was us. Yeah. We right. never we never got to participate in anything fun. We were we were always, you know, I guess somebody's yeah. got to guard the base, but <laughs> <laughs> so All I always right. did find the chair force stuff funny. Um, but yeah, yeah. There's plenty uh, of jokes to go around for sure.
1: Yeah. And and uh, that that's why I say like being able to, you know, do the hashtag just smile over when you do, you know, you pull us whether you do them on you're able to achieve 10 or not. You know, it still gives veterans something to look forward to and just tap into, you know, just tap, type in the hashtag and having that easily accessible whenever you're feeling down or feeling any type of way. You get to see that there's other veterans that are alive, you know, so the big thing for me was when my, you know, I started all this and I got passionate about it when, you know, one of my battle buddies that I've been with um, in my career, that um, he he was involved in, you know, the veteran, the VA. There's a trend going on, you know, with with veterans going to the VA parking lots and committing suicide, and he was one of those. And when that happened, um, you know, somebody said that this is what veterans do, and I took that very personal. I was like, no, th- like this. Why is it a normal thing for you to not care because veteran commit committed suicide and say this is what veterans do? So. I've always wanted. Ever since that day, it's been like my my goal and my passion to always show that hey, no, we're 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 alive. Like, you know, there's people like you. Um, there's there's other veterans that's been on your podcast. You did a hundred episodes. That's like a hundred,
0: you know, veterans
1: that are still alive doing great things in life. And this is what we we also do, you know. So it's, it has nothing to do with you know suicide. Is not. Um, it's not what we do. So it's to have that place where those 70% and whether they're getting the help or not, you know, there's like many resources, but for now, if you don't have access to the resources, here's something simple you can do to keep surviving until you thrive, right, to stay alive. So it's pretty much showing, hey, there's other veterans out there that is alive, and this is how they're staying alive, you know, so you get that, that motivation from just, tapping into that just smile over um link uh hashtag you know so it's very very simple very basic um that anybody can really do and, and get that motivation
0: absolutely uh, <clears throat> and i just put the banner to scroll across the bottom just in case anybody watching if anybody's listening to as well remember if you are struggling and you're listening to this there are resources at the VA. The, the number is 988 press one. Mm-hmm. Because the most important thing is that you're here tomorrow. Yep. That is the most important thing. Because we want not only well, let me say this. We not only want you here tomorrow, we want you here tomorrow smiling. Yeah. That's what we want. I, I might have to I might have to keep. I, might and have to add that. There you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always like, say this stuff at the end of the podcast too. We have to start adding it. We not yeah. only want you here tomorrow, but what you hear smiling as well. So there
1: you go. That and that number is, is nine
0: eight eight press one.
1: Mm-hmm. And smile is so military individuals live every day. That's why I turned smile into so military individuals live every day. And and to say for for that too is like um the the great Colin Powell. Colin Powell you know I'm from the other Islands so we (laughs) we say different but the great Colin Powell he always he mentioned that you know I read one of his books and he talked about that like and I always remember that it will be better tomorrow
0: that's true tomorrow's another day you never know what opportunity is ahead of you Mm -hmm. and uh yeah you just you, you just gotta make it till tomorrow that's the key just yeah. got to wake up tomorrow. So yeah. that's, um, that's some good stuff. Cause we got to keep, we got to keep more people alive because I, I love the goal of 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I a hundred percent agree with you that some people would say, yeah, goal has got to be zero. Unfortunately, we'll never get to zero. There's, too many veterans. I don't know what the exact number is. I think last stats I looked across all generations alive right now, I think it's like 18 or 19 million, something. Um, but that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people that can fall through the cracks. Mm-hmm. Zero is a dream. It's never going to happen. Statistically, it'll never happen. We'll be we'll be lucky to get into the single digits at the rate we're going because the numbers have gone upwards. They've supposedly doubled to into the 40s. Yeah. So we're going the wrong
1: way. (laughs) Exactly.
0: And and a lot of that is, unfortunately, people who are not connected to the VA. Why? How? And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the solution there, but that's a big part of the problem. If they Mm -hmm. were roped into the into the VA. Maybe that maybe that's a trend that starts getting it down. Maybe mental health and the stigma being reduced, yeah, over time. Maybe that helps. I don't know. Yeah, but you know, I, I would love to see that number. You know, I would be ecstatic if the VA came out with a with a, a report that said the number was twenty one. I mm-hmm. tell you what, I would jump for joy. Yeah, I, I really would. Yeah. I would be like, wow, that is one more of us that is alive every day. Yeah, off that twenty two number. But unfortunately, the numbers apparently doubled. Yeah. So like, you know.
1: Yeah. And and, and that's why I love, you know, the quote um, from, what's his name? Um, The quote from Nelson Mandela that says, you know, it always seems impossible until it's done. And that's kind of what, you know, pretty much drives, you know, the just smile over and drives me to keep doing it as well. You know, yeah. This 10 is also kind of Im- impossible, but the way I look at it is a vision into action completes the mission. And that's that's what's powerful for me is like if we all bought into it and, you know, the numbers might seem like it's double now, but when you do some research and dig a little deeper into, you know, how a lot of the numbers even came about. You know, you can tell you you will be able to tell like there's a huge accuracy problem with data. You know of, of how they're tracking the numbers. Of so, course, yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, that's something I've 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 been working on a lot. Um, ever since I you know I'm back in the states and not really traveling as much as I used to, is um you know connecting with different organizations and programs to see hey how can um we get a little bit more accuracy on the data and numbers. And that's like um, a coalition for fam- military families. I was in the symp- a veteran symposium um, about three weeks ago, and it was kind of cool connecting with a lot of organizations, seeing what they're doing that's impactful in the veteran community. And one that stuck out to me was Be Connected. I'm trying to connect to to these guys. And what they're doing, they have a... a our risk reduction program, which they're being proactive, right? About with helping veterans, instead of waiting until the problem happens, they're seeing what veterans and how they, they're they at, at risk for age, um, where they live, or if they have disabilities, you know, they already know what the high risks look like and they're already reaching out to those veterans in the state. So even when a, a veteran comes to the state, and they know, hey, this is a veteran. They're already reaching out to them and already trying to reduce the risk, which would help reduce the suicide rate. And then they're using their data that they learn from that, right, from from those veterans to keep track of the numbers. I love it. Yeah. Love
0: using data uh, to to track and predict. Yeah. Because, I, I, you know, if, if used right, it can be a very, very powerful tool for something like that. Because I've, I've said from the very beginning of this podcast, the things that I noticed that made me start this was that there was certain things that led people to substance abuse, homelessness, and suicide. And that was physical and mental health issues, close family conne- uh, relationships, lack of connection to the community. And that doesn't have to be necessarily the veteran community, but just the community in general. I, you know, It could just be your local community. It could be church community. It could be whatever, just being connected to a community. And it could be employment, gainful employment of some sort, right? Not necessarily how much you're paid, but that you're paid well enough, but you have a job that you enjoy, that you get up and you have purpose to. Uh, and, and the last one would be the financial and legal kind of issues that go on. The more of those are that are in turmoil, the more likely the roof on the, on the house is going to collapse. Yeah. And if, if you really were to pull back the curtain on people who have unfortunately taken their own life or who are experiencing homelessness or, or, or substance abuse issues, you're going to find it probably at least two or three of those are a serious issue for them. Yeah. If not all five. Yeah. And so you have to address those things.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's
0: a lot of organizations that just want to, oh, let's just address this. Let, like, let's address the end thing. No, you have to address the problem that started it. Like financial issues, it starts with a budget. Mm-hmm. It starts with a, a job that pays well enough to pay the bills and a budget. So you know how to, it's, it's simple. It's yeah. that simple.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And, and, and that's the thing why I said, you know, when you think about it, right. When you think about it, that this is why I said we are the solution, right? Mm-hmm. Us veterans, we're, we're the solution for, for this, right. For, for, for the suicide and everything. We are the solution. Like we can't depend too much on outside external resources, when a lot of it is going to come internal. Just like the things you said, right, the major stressors, right, that cause suicide in veterans, right, with, with veterans. The top three are relationship problems, right, financial problems, and legal problems, right? Relation problems, you have a great, you have great resources on here. You know, I looked at, um, what's his name, Danny Mayberry, his yeah. five pillars. That helps with, you know, connecting all of that, really relationships and finding community and belonging and all this stuff, right? That's something you can personally do for yourself, you know, while you're working on yourself, right? The Absolutely. same as, same as financial, right, Conrad? Right, mm-hmm. right. He's he, dude knows his financial. Wrote stuff the book and- on financial
0: <laughs> basics for truth. Uh, <laughs> s- simple, right? effective blueprint, right there. Yep. Right.
1: And and he and he learned these things from military, right? In the, while he was in the military, and when when he got out, and then you know you have legal problems. Something that I found out, man, at this symposium was I never knew about. There is there's veteran court, right? If you have a misdemeanor, it can get erased if you're a veteran while you're in while you're in court. That you would actually have a court process, right? To reach out if you vet, reach out to veteran court. You know about veteran courts, right? Yeah. Right. I I never knew about them, you know, and that I feel like that's a huge thing that. Yeah, I don't think it's really
0: talked about too much.
1: And it needs to, man. It needs to, because a lot of veterans that are in that 70 percent range, I would say because they're having a lot of legal problems, especially from even being inside. Right. And then now I, need to find, now
0: I need to find an attorney who's dealing in the veterans court.
1: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. I, I got I, I, I anyway. to help you yeah. find somebody. Okay. A right. judge, yeah. A, yeah. Judge. He definitely, he he did like a big skit for us and everything. Oh man.
0: Judge would be good too, man. Somebody, just somebody in that space that could talk about <laughs> it, dude. We got to do that. We got to make that happen. Yeah. That's, that'd be powerful. Powerful yeah, resource. It,
1: man. I was blown away. I was like, yo, you know how much people this can definitely help like veterans that dealing with drug issues, all this stuff. And your your, your misdemeanor would get you raised by you completing a program that's going to help you be a better person, you know, to deal with your drug issues, to deal with your financial issues, to deal with the um, violence, anger, you know, all yeah, this that stuff. That way man. that stuff's
0: not following you along. It's not kind of being dragged along with you kind of in your back pocket as you're looking for jobs and relationships and all this stuff. And yeah, that's that. I can't imagine you know having to go through that. Yeah, and and having all that extra baggage trying to go through things. So yeah, no, it's a it's a great program, but I don't know that much about it. We're, we're definitely gonna definitely gonna have to find somebody yeah. to talk about it. That's that's a good one.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll reach out to the people who did it here, and and I've already also saw like there's a lot of people who want to do it in their state because they're seeing how powerful it is, especially to helping veterans. Um, get back on their feet and stuff like that, and they don't care about if you are honorable or dishonorable. So that I think I thought that was the powerful thing where they're helping any veteran. Once it's a misdemeanor now, and obviously you have to do you have to go through their program. You have to stop using drugs. Um, you have to meet with their counselors every week uh, and things like that. Once you're taking the action to do that, and they're very lenient with you, would help you out, but it's all based on you again, you know, it's it's all based on you. So that, that's how, that's how I like to, um, look at, look at a lot of things in life, you know, is what, what are you doing for yourself as well? We are the solution. We got to be there for each other. Like how you do your battle buddy checks, you know, stuff like that. Like when's the last time you checked up on your battle buddy who, who's not, um, who's, who got a dishonorable discharge, you know what I'm saying? Like that stuff we also got to think about and look into, to helping those guys as well and reach out to them and, and, well, make sure and they're know, straight
0: i mean that is this the segment of the the overall veteran population that's going to fall outside of the va mm-hmm. you know and they're going to very likely be outside if any kind of i guess i say social networks right because they're probably got out went back home may not engage much on social media things like that so yeah. You know, you may not have heard from them for a long time. So that's a darn good question. But, (laughs) you know, one word that just kind of came to my mind was accountability. Mm. Like, we have to be accountable to ourselves, like with Veterans Court. Like, you have to be accountable to yourself, like going through the program. Like, you have to be committed to it. You have to hold yourself accountable. because. But we have to be accountable to our battle buddies. You know? which is, uh, you know, that's one of the coolest things about being on this on this journey and, and talking to so many other people because there's so many awesome people that are finding their own little ways like yeah. yourself. And I've actually talked to a couple other people this morning too that are doing things in their own little way too. And it's like, man, it's so awesome that <laughs> so many people just finding ways to just connect with other vets daily, weekly, whatever to impact lives. And it's like, that's, that's just what we need. Yeah. That's what it's got to be.
1: Yeah.
0: One at a time. One one yeah. person at a time.
1: Yeah. It's got it, it was sad for me to you know think about when I when I got out that, you know, how how we take care of each other in combat. You know, we're, we're there for each other. We support each other in combat. But then when we get out and people are struggling, you know, it's a it's a whole different story. So it was like if we can do it throughout combat, why can't we do it? you know, here as civilians as well. Take care of each other, the people under the uniform, you know.
0: Do you think some of that, I got my my thoughts on it, but do you think some of that is because people, well, some people stay around where their unit is, but a lot of people go back to their home of record mm-hmm. and you're not physically right there all the time. Whereas, you know, when you're in, when you're in the unit, you're reporting for duty every day. You're out there in the training you're in the field or in the office with that person every day it's so much easier to have each other's back right But when you're not physically there
1: yeah definitely uh, yeah i could see that definitely as a as a huge thing and that's why we got to consciously you know remind each other all the time and to see these things right like like the hashtag you know just smile over to see that all the time you know hey let me check up on my battle You know, to see Battle buddy podcasts. Hey, let me check up on my Battle buddy, you know, who I haven't talked to in a while. Let me see how he's doing. Yeah, let me do a buddy check. You know, so it's like using social media to our advantage to always remind each other to stay alive.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Because you just never know either. You know, some people struggling outwardly. Right. You know, they're kind of struggling because some people put stuff on Facebook all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's probably the ones who are silently struggling. Yeah. If you have no idea, those are the ones that you really need to do the buddy checks on. The ones that you're like, oh, they're fine, man. Dude, he's, he's fine. He never posts anything like weird or concerning or whatever. Like, but the moment that you see them not post anything for a couple of weeks or something's off. That's when you need to do that buddy check on that person.
1: Yeah. Definitely.
0: So yeah, there's um uh, there's a lot more we could do. That's for sure. We, yeah. we have to we have to be accountable. So but you know, one, another thing I wanted to um to bring up, wanted to get a little bit more positive on some things when you were in, you were very forward thinking on some things. So I kind of wanted to speak a little bit to those that are maybe in, in service right now and thinking about that transition and thinking about getting out. When did you have a plan for getting out? When did you kind of start that planning, that thought process of getting out? Um, yeah, when did you really kind of start setting yourself up for success?
1: If that makes any sense? Yeah. It all starts when we get in, man. Yeah. <laughs> it all starts when we get in, because <laughs> because I mean, let's be real. We all know that you got you're getting out in the military. You know, either yeah. in a body bag or coffin with a you know a um, a flag over your casket, or you know you're getting out alive. You know, with 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 life, got to handle right. life as a civilian. But so, you really planned
0: for it by you went and got three jobs. You really <laughs> yeah. set yourself up. Nah, that's where yeah. I was kind of leading with this. Yeah. Uh, you really set yourself up for success.
1: Yeah. When I when I was getting out um for transition, I had three jobs. Um I was working with the military. I was working bouncer at night um at a club. And I was also doing um Charlie's uh food, you know, something that I never thought I would be doing, but I, I love a challenge. So, you know, I was up for it and and I took it on. So because I, I knew I was getting out. So I needed to be very um, successful and already have a plan, and that's how I've always been. Like even in my career, is I always have plans for what's about to come. So when something do happen, I didn't, I have you know these these strategies already ready to you know um, execute. So and that's always made me very successful in, in everything I do, and that's why I help people now to do that in their lives outside, you know, military, just regular civilians. Um, so that definitely helped me um, having three jobs, so I wasn't very stressed about finance uh, when I got out, but I was still dealing with a lot of you know depression and 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 things like that and very um, hurting. so that the big thing that helped me was was finding my purpose, right? You know, even though I had the jobs, right? I still struggled a bit because it was letting go of <laughs> the soldier. Yeah, you know, that, that identity, yeah. Right. Letting go of that identity. And I was kind of lost, right? And a quote hit me that um that the ship that doesn't know what port it's going to, every wind is unfavorable. Right. So even if I was I had all these jobs, right? I had these jobs, so finance was great. Um, you know, I already have in my mind I'm setting up my family to to be good for when I get out right? Everything is good. I still felt some type of, way. I still felt lost because now I'm losing that identity, which was my purpose to being a soldier, All right? So that's when I started to let my purpose pave the way. So that's why I always tell, you know, veterans that come to me for help and things like that, let your purpose pave the way, All right? So in the military, we love acronyms. <laughs> so PAVE was pretty much the acronym, acronym that, um, I I share with people that help them to find their purpose. So Pave, P for passion, A for action, V for vision, and E is execution. So you ask yourself, hey, passion, what do you love? right. Is is that still hard for you to think about? You know, what do you love? Because, you know, you got out the military. Okay, I love the military, you know. (laughs) But under the uniform, let's talk to the person under the uniform what has significant meaning to you, right? So if you answer that, that will help you find your passion. And then action, what are you going to do? Again, you might feel like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do because I'm feeling lost right now. You know, that's most of the questions they give and I also was given at the time. It's
0: going to take some deep thought for these, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) A lot of reflection.
1: So that's when you, you, you ask yourself, what do you love doing? Now you got a little bit more clear about what what actions you're going to take, right? And then vision, where are you going? If you don't know, where do you want to be? Right? And then execution, how are you going to do it? If you don't know, how do you love doing things? And then that would show you, you know, your execution of how how to always do things. And then when you put those together, um, it would definitely help. For me, it was... I simply just love to travel and help people in need. So we kind of put it together. And, um, you know, it became just we want to spread love, happiness, and peace to help people smile by making them hopeless, from bringing them from hopeless to hope more. And that became my purpose. So everything I do is aligned to that. And I also had my goal of, you know, um, always being an honorable soldier. And producing outstanding leaders under my leadership as I progress in ranks, and I'm still kind of doing that, you know, in in the Just Mile Over podcast, where a veteran could be better in. So it's teaching veteran um, military individuals at the two-year mark how to be better while they're in to then transition to be a better veteran when they get out, you know, because your purpose once you find that and you let that pave your way, <laughs> whether you in it's going to help you whether you get out it's going to help you still to always have that port that you're going towards
0: absolutely
1: so you you you'll be you'll be straight you know i got yeah. i got more of that <laughs> yeah no you
0: have to nail well let me rephrase it you don't have to necessarily nail the transition process to be successful in life but the more you can do mhm in the transition process to set yourself up for success, the more likely you're going to have a smoother process.
1: Yeah.
0: That might be about the best way to put it.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Doesn't mean you're not going to have roadblocks or some speed (laughs) bumps or some issues that come up because you are going to possibly, you know, you're probably going to struggle with your identity. You're going to struggle with some of the things that you went through that we all kind of struggle with. Like, who am I now? What am I doing? Like, even if you go through that exercise and you do it, it's quite that's, I've been out years now, like even 10 years later, 15 years later, you could still go through that same exercise because you're going to be a different person in life. And that still takes a lot of reflection to, to go through something like that. Yeah. Like not, not easy questions, but you need to ask yourself some very difficult questions when you're getting out.
1: Oh yeah. So yeah, I, I, I love that. And learning this paved man, that, that, that's like embedded in, in you. You know, like you said, it's very deep. I put some, I put tears on on the paper when I did this, man. I, I had the lights off, I turned my phone off, everything was off, and I sat there, you know, just with uh, a headlamp on, and I wrote all this stuff, you know, and I got very clear about that, and I, I noticed it was it, it's always been embedded in me, and once, it, once you find that for yourself. Uh, i mean you you got your straight path just like you said um you still have to deal with the identity part and that's what you know i do now i help people with that identity um you know as a eudaimonia strategist you know that's what nobelove love is i help people find greatness within themselves to take on their biggest challenges in life and that's that's pretty much what what um helped me for that part where hey you can see pave your way but who are you going to be with, with when, you, when um, you're going on that way? You know, and that's the most important part. Just like you said, you know, it takes a lot of work, and that's why I'm there to help people and guide them through that way. And most of my great, my biggest vet, um, clients are are veterans um, that transition, and they're they're killing it, man. They're loving life, freedom. Uh, you know, yeah. so they 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 have their things that they go through, but because of the strategies we build together, um, they're, they're doing pretty good.
0: Awesome. Well, I want to flip back here. I want to give you a chance to, um, you know, we talked about traveling earlier I said, you did a lot of traveling to nice, uh, fun, warm, exotic places around the globe, Mm -hmm. but I know you got a couple of the YouTube channels. They're linked down in the description, but go ahead and share with us a little bit about, uh, you know, what you've done on on the, the different channels and, Okay. Uh, where people could follow you and, and what they can see on the channels.
1: All right. So so the first YouTube channel I'll talk about, which he, <laughs> um, Keith is, is hitting on, is Happy Dream Empire. So that's happy as H-A-P-P-E-A. And that's like what I was saying. Like um, we lived our, our purpose is happiness and peace. So my empress is happiness. I'm peace you know, did a lot of work to get here. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's how, that's what we do. And we just travel the world, helping people in need. Um, We've hit a couple countries in the last uh, year. Uh, We've worked with organizations like, um, uh, what is it? Red Cross for volcanic eruption in um, the Caribbean. Um, We did a family uh, animal shelter. We did, um, Was that it's been so much, man. Um, Salvation Army for Christmas, where we handed out a lot of toys and food. (laughs) We delivered food and to homeless in um, different countries. So, also, we did some, we started doing something for ourselves where we created uh, it's called uh, Make a Stranger Happy, where people donate money and we do something great good for somebody else to make a stranger happy so we call it buy someone a tea and make a stranger happy so you can check all that out on happy dream empire um just smile over podcast on youtube i just started i'm starting to get into this talking thing more and being in the spotlight Uh, i'm learning from keith watching him how he's handling a lot of these things Uh, i'm still not used to the whole social media thing and being upfront and talking, um, unless it's something obviously you see like I'm very passionate about. Uh, but there is Just Mile Over podcast where a veteran could be better in, um, and that's more targeted to the two-year mark soldiers, uh, because I think that's a vital part where you, you gotta make the big decision whether you're gonna stay in or get out. So here's some tips, just like we're doing, right? How to be better while you're in and how to deal with things, with struggles while you're in so when you get out and be a veteran, then um, you, you you already have these tools and, and strategies for yourself to be um, great and keep, you know, doing better, bigger and better things. Um, <clears throat> so that's did I miss something else? All right. So bet, best way to reach me is I.G. I'm trying to build that up. So Instagram. So it's no be love. So just like this. No be love underscore yourself and that's where you can find me on ig and also um i'm trying to build up my youtube the youtube channels as well once i get a process i can start you know putting more videos out and i like to do that live so would love to have people you know just coming in and 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 giving some feed so something i'm also still working on is is the, um, dealing with PTSD. Um, I was able to overcome my PTSD connected to fireworks um, a year ago, well, back three years ago. And I'm still working with a psychologist who was connected to the UN, United Nations. And we're trying to work on how, like, to figure out a lot of what I did, what is about me, that I was able to to do this and he's putting together his his studies and stuff like that and then we we'll, we we'll hopefully be able to you know launch this soon to help other veterans to overcome their PTSD as well. So, it'll be great.
0: That would be a game-changing study there.
1: <laughs> yeah. At least
0: for a couple people, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: no, that's awesome. So, I highly encourage everybody to hop on over to YouTube, check out uh check out YouTube there. Good- Check out Instagram. I'm sure everybody's already on on all those platforms. So I thank you uh, so much for being here, sharing with us. Um, I definitely, everybody should have some takeaways, especially the easy
1: one—just <laughs> <Exactly>. Yeah, <laughs> so, just think about how can I how can I smile and change change how I feel right now. Absolutely, I
0: know thought, no doubt about it. The rest of my day, I'll have a smile on my face. That's, yeah, that's for sure.
1: And that's something I forget to say to my, my just smile, the just mile over podcast is dedicated to on in honor of my bat, my first battle buddy that, that passed away. Um, Brendan Castro, uh, when I was first a private, you know, he passed away and I was recently able to finally get over that hump of, you know, finally see, going and visiting his grave 10 years later. Uh, it took me a very long time. It was very tough for me to do it. It was very emotional. And, um, but once I did it, I felt so much release um, off of my shoulder in my mind, and it definitely helped me to get his blessings from his family to do this podcast. So on there, I'll say skadoosh, and that was his saying. Um, so yeah,
0: awesome. Well, all, and I appreciate you being here and sharing with us.
1: Yeah, definitely appreciate you too, Keith. Man, keep doing great things, and let's continue to grow and be serving. You know, veterans like ourselves, because we are the solution and your your battle buddy podcast is definitely a huge help and push forward the needle to that solution.
0: You got it, man. Look forward to seeing you grow too.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: All right. There you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed. Remember the national suicide hotline is 988-PRESS-1 or you can text eight three eight two five five. 255 And also remember, we want you here tomorrow because we want you to smile. See, there I go. I told you I was going to add that in there. And remember, the website is BattleBodyPodcast.net. As I always say, always looking to add resources to it. So if there's something that's not on there and you think it should be, please reach out and let me know what you think it should be.